0: Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics and all things in between. My name is Derek, and today we are going to be diving back into uh, Old Thought Next Door. We'll be reading chapters 9 and 10 today. Uh, In the last episode, we had to deal with uh, Bernita finding out that she had uh, brain cancer, um, and then finding out that Percy really didn't give a fuck about her. And then fast forwarding about six months afterwards to find out that uh, when she tried to poison uh, Percy to death, her drugs were just playing. I mean, even though she literally gave that nigga uh, a container full of, you know, blood pressure medication and then had him chase that off with the vodka and the was it brandy like she makes the white and the brown and the pills and she gave him a big ass meal. She should have just burned him with the grits. So that would have that would have changed the whole game. And it didn't really matter because when it was all said and done, instead of him dying, he just fell asleep and 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 got up and was so refreshed that that he left her ass uh, for for a, a young girl, a pregnant young girl. Um, and then so we moved to six months later, and now she's feeling all bad for herself because she's got brain cancer, and so uh, the brain cancer causes her to immediately. Um, rethink everything that she's ever stood for in her entire adult life um, and start thinking that she should have gotten with a, a old nigga and that her friend Alice actually looks better than her and now she looking bad and shit and it's a horrible chapter it is um, it just turns everything all around This shouldn't even be there like if this is a director's cut I'd be like get that shit out of my face and we just go from there but you know I didn't write the book I didn't even edit the book I just live in the book so Right now we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get started with chapter nine of Old Thought Next Door by Quan Mills. Because the last thing that happened, I mean, I'm gonna say this one thing and then we're gonna get started in chapter nine of the Old Thought Next Door is that her friend Alice has had a glow up and her friend Alice, who she had been dogging on the entire fucking book uh, somehow got a uh, good man that made her want to lose weight, I guess, and so she lost a hundred pounds um, and then her new man took her out of her old busted-ass Camry and bought her a brand-new Lincoln Town car. And now, uh, you know, Fernita's realizing that young niggas didn't, can't afford to buy that kind of shit, and all they wanted her for was for her money and her pussy and her food. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Chapter 9 of Old Thought Next Door by Quan Mills. An hour later... After a long journey on the highway, we had finally made it out to the restaurant. I swore black folks loved them some seafood. And I said that because it looked like every nigga in their mommy was in this damn seafood restaurant. Papado's like a fancier red lobster. You better watch yourself saying shit like that. Niggas will run up on you. Luckily, Alice got us reservations. Otherwise we would have been waiting for what seemed like a good hour just to get a table. It was just 20 past noon, and she and I were sitting down at a table eating some bread and butter. She was strict about counting her calories, so she was eating tiny bits of bread, but I was devouring the entire loaf by myself as I sipped on this huge drink called a swallowing thing. It was a mix of all different types of liquor. And baby, as that alcohol began to swim in my veins, I was starting to feel mighty different. I hadn't felt this way in a while, and I swore I was beginning to feel like my old self. Shit. Now that I thought about it, maybe that was just what I needed to relax my nerves, to have me a nice cocktail here and there. That doctor told me not to drink, but hell, what did he really know? Besides, if there was nothing else I could do to cure this cancer, why not have a drink? Fuck him, I'ma live my life. So you need to go ahead and tell me what this big surprise is, I mumbled to Alice as I stuffed a big piece of bread in my mouth and then took a gulp from my drink. Well, you already know Lamar and I are getting really serious. She took a deep breath and I already knew what she was about to say. Well, last night, Lamar proposed to me, Alice confessed. My eyes widened. Girl, congratulations. Why do you have to wait to tell me this? I'm so happy for you. I quickly looked at her hand and didn't even notice she had this beautiful, big-ass ring on her finger. How did I see that earlier? Gosh, I was so out of it. I'm surprised you didn't notice my ring, she then said as she held her left hand towards me and showed off what had to be at least a three or four carat ring. Wow. That Lamar got some money. Girl, you struck gold, I see. Everything's lining up for you. Yeah, well, here's the other surprise, she said, and then her smile went a bit flat. What's that? My brow raised out of curiosity. Well, I know this might not be what you want to hear, Vernita, but Lamar wants to move to the Bahamas. He bought some land down in Nassau and and bought this nice house, and he wants to move in about a month or so, she said. So you're going to move out of Chicago for good? Well, that would be the plan, so yes, But, but what? I just, I just don't know. Don't know about what? Well, you know, our friendship and with everything you got going on. I, I don't know how I feel about just upping and moving, leaving you here by yourself. Child, listen, do not worry about me, I said, smacking my teeth. Don't let what I got going on hold you back. You gotta do you, boo. But Vernita, I just want to be here for you. I mean, we just talked about friendship in the car and whatnot and how important it is. You really going to be okay with me just moving away like that? I didn't want to come off as crass and and be selfish. But to an extent, I was feeling a certain type of way that she would just drop all this on me. But what would it look like being so upset that she was getting married and then moving away? I should be elated that my friend was finding true love and happiness. Among the laughing conversations and clinking of dishes inside this restaurant, I started to feel nauseous and my vertigo began to kick in. My stomach rumbled a bit, and I wondered if I had too much to drink. Suddenly, I hung my head low and went quiet. Everything all right, Bernita? Alice sounded very concerned as she leaned in and rubbed my back. Girl. I think you may have had too much to drink, she said. I'm fine. I I just need to use the bathroom right quick, I replied as I slowly stood up and leaned against the table for a moment. Is everything all right, ma'am? I heard our waiter say from behind me. I'm fine. I think I just had too much to drink, I said as I stood myself up. I just need to use the ladies' room. Where is it at? It's over near the far end of the bar, ma'am. You need me to help you, Vernita? Alice asked. She has brain cancer, and I think some of her symptoms are beginning to flare up, she said aloud. My eyes instantly grew wide with embarrassment and slight rage. Why in hell would she reveal my damn medical history to this gay-looking white boy? How dare she? There was a part of me that suddenly wanted to grab this plate of bread and smack her across the head with it. No, I'm fine, Alice. I'll be right back, I said to her, my tone a bit angry. Making my way through a crowded restaurant, I flew inside the ladies' restroom and then made my way down to the handicapped stall. I quickly locked it and began pacing inside the stall, punching the air. All types of rage filled my mind, and honestly, I wasn't doing good right now. I wasn't dizzy or anything from cancer. I was dizzy because I couldn't believe that ex-fat-ass bitch was getting married and moving away. Fuck her. I was supposed to be the one getting good news, not her. The bitch made all sorts of stupid decisions in her life to stay with a crazy, abusive-ass nigga that cheated on her and beat her ass. But no, here I was, the one dying from cancer. And this flabby, arm-having bitch was having all the good news. And yeah, I lied to her motherfucking ass. She didn't look good at all. She looked like pure shit. She looked like Bozo the Clown did her makeup. And that cheap-ass wig she had stitched in her head was a pure mess. She probably let that wretched-ass daughter of hers do her hair and makeup. Got her out here embarrassing me and shit. Quickly trying to get myself together, I took a few deep breaths as I clutched my chest and closed my eyes. Calm down, Vernita. Just calm down. You're doing the most right now. You got yourself all worked up, I said to myself, hoping my words will help soothe this inner rage. I made my way out of the stall and strolled up to the sink just to sprinkle a few drops of water on my face. Ooh, child, I was so red in the face. Nah, this couldn't be the way I was gonna go out. Fuck that, I need to get my motherfucking mojo back. Yes, ma'am, I was gonna die riding me a big black dick. Chuckling at myself as I stared in the mirror, I couldn't believe I was getting so envious of Alice's newfound happiness. But fuck her, though, fat-ass bitch. Yeah, she was my friend and she was being supportive, but I didn't want any friends right now. I wanted me a man with a big heart, big pockets, and most important, a big-ass dick. If Alice could find somebody and be happy, well, damn it, if I had two years left to live, i need to find the same. The doors to the bathroom opened, and lo and behold, Alice stumbled in, scanned me up and down. Vernita, is everything okay? I was getting worried for a moment. Yeah, girl, I just vomited a little, but I took my medicine. I'm fine now. Whoo, child, I almost thought I was going to have to call 911. We can still go to the hospital if you need to. I shook my head. No, girl, I'm fine. I just need to not have another drink, I said. Okay, well, do you want to get the food to go and just go back to your place and relax, she asked. No, we can eat here, girl. Don't worry about me. I just want to learn more about your plans, I said as I turned the faucet off and wiped my face with a piece of paper towel. The two of us strolled out the bathroom and made our way back to the table. The waiter came moments later, took our orders, and then she and I went back to talk about her future plans. So, you know. I still have to meet this Mr. Lamar. When am I going to get a chance to finally meet him? Well, Alice grinned hard and then said, I was hoping we could all go out maybe in a few days. I think you'll really like him. Yeah, well, I want to see for myself. I can't just let my friend marry any and everybody. I don't want to make that mistake twice, I said, winking. Yep, you're right. You and I both know that for sure, she said back to me. Although I kept smiling, all I kept thinking was that I couldn't believe this heifer had the nerve to compare my marriage to Clarence with that low-life nigga she was married to. Clarence might have been a bust when it came to the bedroom, but at least he wasn't beating my ass and fucking every fast tell hussy in Chicago. I was already over hearing about Lamar and Alice's joy, so after our food came, I made up some bullshit and told Alice I wasn't feeling well and that we should just get the food to go. And that we did. Less than two hours later, I was back at my house and didn't even want her company anymore. Hi, girl, thank you so much for everything. I, I just need to take a nap. I'll call you when I wake up, I lied. You sure you don't want me to stay behind just in case? Alice said. Nah, girl, I don't even want to bother you, I replied as I got out of the car with my food in my hand. I didn't even want this over fried nasty ass shit anyway. I'd rather get me some catfish from Chicago, chicken and waffles and eat this bullshit. All right, well, give me a call, she said. Once I got out of the car, she quickly took off and I made my way back inside. Now that the over needle was back, I needed to get this back cracked. This tender pussy hadn't been touched or ate in nearly half a year and it was definitely time to get my fuck on. I might've had two years left to live, but that didn't mean I couldn't go out with a bang, no pun intended. I sexually sauntered through my kitchen and threw the food straight in the garbage. Fuck this moping and complaining. I was going to live it up till the wheels fell off this pussy. So with that being said, I dashed into my bedroom and started looking for a new outfit to put on. Although it was Sunday and the streets were a bit quiet, Vernita was going to go out tonight and snatch me up some dick. A part of me wanted to call up Percy and tempt him with cash just so I could get some quick dick. But fuck that. I wanted some new dick. I wanted to see if I still had it in me to make a nigga crave this body. Although it was dead in the middle of winter, I rummaged my closet looking for something that would reveal all the curves I still had left on my body. After a few minutes or so, I found the outfit I was exactly looking for. This all-black thigh-high slit gown to reveal these sexy, succulent, toned brown legs of mine. Ooh, and baby... The neck to the dress was open to reveal these nice, firm titties that I worked so hard to get, thanks to Markel. Although my hair was starting to look a bit patchy, I had the best wig to make a nigga's head turn. I had this blonde bob wig with china bangs. It was now approaching 2 p.m., and I didn't want to hit the streets until about 9 or so. So in the meantime, I was going to lay down, relax, and get me in a nice nap. In fact, before I did that, I wanted to smoke some good-ass reefer to get my mind right. I pulled out my phone from my purse and called up one of my dealers. Twenty minutes later, he came through and dropped me off a big bag of that reefer. Once I rolled me up a nice blunt, I laid down and took a sip of some Hennessy I had left over some months back. Tonight was going to be nice. God damn, she was a brat in that chapter like fuck smiling I, i've never been somebody who was a fan of smiling at somebody's face especially somebody who's doing good for you somebody who's worried for you like you all happy for her and then you find out she getting married and now all of a sudden she back to an ex fat ass bitch and then she go to a fat bitch and now you talking about her and all that kind of stuff and that just ain't even called for like none of that is called for i guess that's how hood folks get down in these books but that ain't that ain't that ain't how it should be that ain't that's your friend have some class some grace like you threw the food out you talking bad about papado's when you first get it like you could have told her i don't want to go to papado's but you one thing you ain't gonna do is call it a fancier red lobster like that's just fucked up like she was on one this entire issue like this entire chapter she was just on that next page that was absolutely incredible to be completely honest with you to see that change happen and your doctor told you that you shouldn't be drinking who is he to tell you that you shouldn't be drinking while well, he's your goddamn doctor that's who he is you shouldn't be drinking and as soon as you started drinking like one drink's gonna put you on your ass because you obviously haven't drank in like a year and a half or or or, or a half year and you thinking that that's you know what you need to get your life right and what you need to do is get some dick and you're going to get your groove back just because Alice is getting married. And if she want to move to the Bahamas, nigga, let her go. Who the fuck wants to stay in cold ass Chicago in the winter. If they can move to the Bahamas. I'm just saying like you chose your path and she chose her path, but don't hate because her path went this way and your path went all the way back to the beginning ain't nothing she could do about that She's trying to be a good friend like you should seriously truly be ashamed of yourself this is some childish ass shit it's well written childish ass shit chapter 10 Club Sanctuary was one of those young folks nightclubs over in the West Loop, which was like West Downtown Chicago. Although it was Sunday night, surprisingly the club was packed to the brim. Bitter cold air swam through the air, but my sexy ass was protected by his heavy chinchilla fur dragging down to my ankles. This tall, big, thick security guard nigga who was darker than midnight checked me for weapons. Then, like the cocky bad bitch I was, I sauntered through the doors of the club as the loud music blasted and rumbled the walls and floor. Sparkling orbs of neon light illuminated the entire nightclub. A bad bitch could feel so many eyes on me. However, I didn't know if the stairs were good or bad. But I didn't give a good goddamn, though. Baby, I was just there to have me a few drinks, meet a couple niggas, and, of course, hopefully bring some young dick back to my place of residence. This song blasting from the speaker sounded a bit dated, but it sure was giving my ass life. Why? Because I sure did have my stilettos on. My pumps click clacked against the floor as I made my way over to the bar. I eyed an empty seat next to this man. Guessing he felt my presence. The young gentleman looked over his shoulder and then quickly pulled the empty seat back for me to sit in. Oh, thank you, darling, I said to him with the biggest grin on my face. No problems, ma'am, he replied as he scanned me up and down. With the weird smirk on his face, I knew he had to be curious about who I was and what I looked like under this fur coat. And just like that, I slipped out of the fur coat, revealing to every curious nigga in the club what I had on. I was bedazzling, you hear me? I have my pearls and diamonds on too. Damn lady, you really showing out tonight, the young man replied as he kept that same smirk on his face and oh child, he was just what I was looking for tonight. He was this tall yellow fellow that reminded me of that actor Terrence Howard. He had these glowing blue eyes, this chiseled face and these full lips that was making this cat of mine roar like a lion. He looked athletic too. Perhaps he played basketball for the Bulls, maybe even football. Hell, I didn't know, but I was going to get to know. He wasn't dressed like the rest of the guys in the club, though. He had on this nice cream-colored Ferragamo suit. Boy, looked like he made a million dollars a year. What was to him, I wondered. This music is a bit aggressive, I said to him as I sat down in the chair. The bartender, this chubby brown guy, strolled over and asked, What are you having tonight, ma'am? I'm having some Coke and Hennessy on the rocks. Make it a double shot too, I replied. It's on me. The young, sexy gentleman next to me said to the bartender. He then glanced at me and said, it's on me. I'll treat you since you came here dressed like the Queen. Oh, my. Thank you so much. I grinned. And what's your name? Terry. Terry Franklin. He stretched out his hand to shake mine. I'm Vernita. Bernita Washington, nice to meet you, Terry, I said, shaking his hand. I quickly glanced down and noticed his hands were manicured. Ooh, child, I just loved it when a man took good care of his hands. His hand wasn't too soft or too hard. Nice to meet you as well, he replied, then he took a sip on his glass. So what are you drinking? I had to ask. Some vodka, I'm about to have some Patron next. Ooh, you mixing them liquors together, you gonna get a headache. Nah, I'm a pro, he laughed, shaking his head. Terry and I talked for some time and kept having drink after drink. By now, I was so tipsy and ready to see if I could transition this casual conversation into a dick down session. But for some odd reason, it just seemed like Terry wasn't going. I didn't know what it was, But if he was truly wasting my time, then I need to scour this club for some potential dick. I ain't got all the time in the world to be wasting on some nigga who just want to be friends at this point. He told me all about himself. He said he owned an IT consultant firm and was just in town for a convention. He told me it's from Los Angeles. And that was good because for right now, I truly prefer to not fuck anybody local. Some moments later, Out of the corner of my eye, I saw some little young red bitch stroll up to Terry and put her hand on his shoulder. Hey, baby, I want to dance, she said. Baby? Damn it, I knew something was wrong about this nigga. The whole time he had me thinking his ass was single and this nigga had a whole entire girlfriend in the club with him. I had it in me to throw this drink all over him ruin that outfit he had on. Fuck nigga. Vernita. I want you to meet my friend Lacey, he said. He then looked at her and said, Lacey, this is The young bitch extended her hand to shake mine. With a fake smile S on my face, I extended my hand and shook hers. How are you? I asked with fake politeness. I'm great, actually. I just want to dance, she said. She seemed kind of ditzy. I'm sure you do. Well, y'all have fun, I said, slightly rolling my eyes. It was nice meeting you, Terry. Thanks for the drinks. As I was about to get up from my seat and grab my coat, he gently grabbed my arm. Where are you going? To leave you and your girlfriend be. Nice meeting you, I said. Nah, she ain't my girlfriend. She's one of my friends, he said. He seemingly tried to explain it, but I wasn't falling for that bullshit at all. I already knew this nigga was lying. I was just shocked he'd do that right here in front of his face. Either he was lying or this nigga was a scammer. Whatever it was, I wanted no parts of it. Yeah, no, we're just friends, Vernita, she chimed in. Just sit down and relax, Vernita. I still wanted to get to know you, he said politely. Look, I'm fine. I want to get around the dance floor anyway, I said. So, you want to dance too? Something like that, I kind of lied. Truth be told, I just wanted to meet other niggas because I was getting shady vibes from this fool. Well, I guess we can all dance, he said. Come on, he said as he grabbed my hand along with Lacey's. Oh, we're about to have some fun, she bellowed in a roaring laugh. I tensed up a bit, slightly embarrassed that I didn't want folks staring at me. Terry noticed how tight I suddenly got. I'm good, Terry. I really am. Oh, don't be so uptight. Just relax and live a little. Life is too short. I'm just a bit too old to get down the dance floor like that. I was kind of lying about wanting to dance, I confessed. So what? Who cares, you ain't that old, what? You are like 50 or something like that, right? Shit, I'm 42, you ain't that much older than me, he said, chuckling. And just like that, hearing them say that I was 50 gave me all the confidence I needed to shake off the negative that or just swarming my mind. I didn't know if he was just saying that just to fuck with me, but it did fuck with me. It made me feel good again. Fuck it, you are right one life to live. Good. Now let's go dance, he replied, and then yanked Lacey and I towards the center of the dance floor. Nicki Minaj's truffle butter, which I knew by heart, came on and this zest filled me to the core. I felt like I was truly back to my old self. The lights on the dance floor turned purple and pink and the three of us danced our asses off together, having the time of my life. I hadn't experienced this type of fun in a long time, I began to get super sweaty and I could feel my makeup running down my face. Although I couldn't get down like I used to, I sure was working every muscle and bone in my body to the best of my ability. The DJ had a remix of the song playing and it continued playing for another minute or so. As Terry grabbed me and started grinding up on me, he leaned and looked dead into my eyes. You wanna have some real fun, he muttered, sure. I said, trying my best to gather my breath. He then reached into his pocket, pulled out a small pill, and put it on the tip of his tongue. My eyes widened. What in the world was that? He then looked at me, leaned in closer, and began kissing me all over my neck. Although I was wrecked with fear about what the hell was on the tip of his tongue, this deep sense of lust overpowered me. My pussy was beginning to get so moist as those kisses sent me into a frenzy. He pulled back a bit, looked me in my eyes again, and then leaned in and kissed me on my lips. I gave in. The two of us made out on the dance floor. As his tongue wrapped around mine, I felt the bittersweet pill dance in my mouth. I then swallowed it, not even knowing what it was. But who cared? Whatever it was, I just hope it made me feel good. As the three of us continued to dance, it seemed like I sweated away all my fears, doubts, and dreadful thoughts about my age and having cancer. Nothing at the moment mattered other than this very moment. I felt so good, so alive. I felt like I was 20 all over again and was starting my life. Terry's grinding felt so good. And the next thing you know, I found myself getting so moist and loose. I was ready to jump all over his dick if he was willing to give me some. I closed my eyes and saw these crazy visuals and patterns I had never seen before in my life. What in the hell did this boy put in my mouth? What did you give me? I asked Terry as I leaned into his ear. I gave you a good time. He replied with a devious grin painted on his face. Now let's take things back to my hotel room. Most definitely. I said as I smiled back, yes, Lord, finally, Vernita still got it, y'all. I'm coming too, right? I then heard Lacey say as I looked over at her. She ran her finger down my chest and then tickled my nipple. My eyes exploded open with shock and surprise. Oh, no, I was strictly dickly. This heifer got me fucked up and she thought she was going to be a part of this situation. Yeah. You can come too, Terry muttered into Lacey's ear. The entire time we were dancing, I kind of muted her ditzy ass out, but now I was back to feeling a bit annoyed again. I don't know about all that, I said. Don't know about what, Lacey said. Just relax, Renita, I won't bite, I promise you. She leaned into my ear and then said, besides, I bet you I could fuck you better than Terry. Without hesitation, she leaned into my neck and licked my earlobe. Chills shot down my spine. But honestly, it felt so good. Okay, now I was sold. Fuck it, you only live once, right? Okay, let's go. I'm horny as hell. That's what I thought, Lacey replied with the same devious smile Terry still swore on his face. Without caring about my car, let alone what in the hell I was about to do with these two. Some 10 minutes later, I found myself in the back seat of a taxi. Seated in the middle, I had both Terry and Lacey kissing all over my neck. Both of them ran their hands between my thighs and I swore I was gonna come right there on those seats. I felt a bit embarrassed because the African cab driver kept looking back, but I didn't give a fuck. I felt so good right now. Some moments later, we arrived at the W, right in the heart of downtown. Terry paid the driver and then the three of us quickly made our way to the elevators. Moments later, we were now on the 50th floor, expeditiously making our way to Terry's room. Once inside, I took my coat off and tossed it to the side. Lay down and make yourself comfortable, Lacey commanded from behind me. Not saying a word, I did what she said. My skin was tingling with this pulsing joy and the more I looked at her the more I was attracted to her. She was so thick, sexy, and angelic all at the same time. All I could imagine at the moment was her head in between my thighs, sucking on my clit. Laid down on the bed, I closed my eyes again. And those same psychedelic visuals were etched into my eyes. I truly felt like I was in a different universe. This boy gave me something I didn't quite know what it was. Once I opened my eyes again, I didn't even realize it, but I was now completely naked. I must have dozed off for a moment while Terry and Lacey got my bra, dress, and underwear off. Both Terry and Lacey stood there with nothing on. Her body was gorgeous. Terry's was too. He was cut up from head to toe and his dick was harder than a brick. Lacey then got into the bed and crawled in between my legs. She gently pushed him wide open and buried her head deep between me. Without hesitation, she began to suck on my pearl. Child, I couldn't believe I was letting another woman eat me out. If I died tomorrow, I was going straight to hell. No questions asked, but I did not care. I never would have thought in a million years that a woman knew how to eat the cat better than a man. Whew, child. My pussy was gushing juices left and right as she worked that throbbing clitoris of mine. I was so enraptured in my own bliss that I hadn't even realized that Terry was pumping all kinds of dick up in Lacey as she continued to eat me out. Then again, the room was a bit dark and I could barely see. Some moments later, Terry pulled out a Lacey and strolled over to me. He slapped his pussy juice covered dick in my mouth and I began to relentlessly suck on it like a lollipop. Baby, if you would've told me I died and went to heaven, I would've believed you. What a crazy way to end this day. Vernita was back, y'all. I mean, I'm happy for her. I, I want her to get her groove back. Um, hopefully, these who don't try and rob her or something. She, it don't seem to matter, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, all folks just need to be more open to opportunities because she was the same way about Will and Markel earlier in the book. And now she's acting like this about uh, Lacey, but I'm glad it's okay. Um, I hope they don't set her up. This is just a little bit too perfect, you know, at least for her. And I'm glad she thinks she's back. Um, I hope it all just, I just want things to work out for her. Yeah, she's bratty. And the way she acted earlier in the in the previous chapter was fucking classless as shit. But, you know, you still want, she's the hero of this story. You want these to work out for her, no matter what, selfishly. Well, this is the end of part, what, five? Of uh, Old Thought Next Door? um thank y'all so much for listening please leave a review on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts at leave a five-star review if you have any questions you can hit us up on twitter at ratchet book club i am there to answer pretty much at all times of the day uh you can also email us at ratchet and ratchet at gmail.com uh we'll reply to all emails um yeah that's about it hope y'all are enjoying this book as much as i am go ahead and let me know how you're feeling about it um after this book we're gonna have to take a bit of a breather this is some salacious um but yeah that's about it again thank you all so much for checking us out i am derek um and this ratchet book club where we read hood classics and good classics and all books in between y'all have a good night or a good day I'm out. Peace.